Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. everyone welcome to another edition of the super draft show here on roto grinders if you haven't seen it before super draft is a neato little site that you need to sign up for if you haven't done it yet sign up using the promo code grinders get a nice little deposit bonus which is always neat free money is always a good thing it's a site using multipliers instead of salaries so as blender always says play whoever you want because literally you can play anyone you want on the entire slate any given lineup because it's all multipliers based no salary cap format. Fun stuff. I am joined by my good buddy here, Stevie. How you doing? Well, I'm doing peachy. My computer is not doing well right now, but I'm peachy. Like, it's another day in the neighborhood, right? Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Well, not here in Denver. It's it's cloudy and snowy. and I mean, some people find that beautiful. I like to be able to wear flippy floppies, so it just makes things tough. But you know what? It is what it is. We got some promos to read off here, as we always do. And I'm not doing it, Stevie. You are. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, we have a couple new names with the RG badge promo. Um, you know, make sure you guys are, if you haven't already, make sure you are repping the RG badge um, on your accounts to all the sites. We want to give a shout out to Heal O of Tar, Lert No, BM Clax One, Fool's Checkmates. Um, you know, congratulations, you guys. Uh, give you guys a shout out for rocking those RG badges and, um, you know, love to see the RG badges up top in tournaments each and every night on all the sites. So if you haven't make sure you head on over to the, you head on over to chat right now and the link is posted. So, um, you can follow along 
and figure out how you can be the next person to get free premium here at Rotor Grinders by rocking the RG badge. So also, if you're over there on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, comment below. Tell us what you guys think of us building lineups here for Superdraft. And like Grant said, Superdraft, an awesome little site here. Um, you know, awesome and um, lo- love what they're doing over there on Superdraft. Uh, use promo code Grinders so you get the free 10 bucks and take advantage of that. So, um, yeah, Grant, it's football, man. Week week 14, football's almost over. Yeah, and uh, Superdraft did decrease the size of its GBP, but I actually like it better now. Um, the payout structure, looking at it, it's pretty great here. 10% to first, 10% of first to 10th, like – about 25%, 20% of the people get paid out here. I love the payout structure this week. And so it's, it's just, I'm, I'm really excited for this week. I'm going to max enter again, as I have every single week, this NFL season, just love it. A lot of good plays. We're finally done with bye week. So there's even more ways to create your lineups, even better roster construction, but I'm ready to get started. You ready to get started? Yes, I am. I'm always ready. Um, like I said, my computer's not ready, but I'm ready. All right, well, let's get started off with quarterback here. We obviously have Lamar Jackson, but it's not a terribly easy matchup going up against Buffalo. We got Mahomes sitting there, not an easy matchup versus New York. So the guys at the very low end of the multipliers really are not in good spots, and they're guys that we can rely on for a big amount of points, but they just don't see a whole ton of upside. Is there anyone between the 1.0 and 1.25 range that you think is really in consideration with cash or tournaments? Because I'm really not seeing anything at all. Yeah, maybe Kirk Cousins in tournaments. You know, Detroit's allowing the most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. The Vikings have the highest implied team total on the weekend. So I think Kirk Cousins is interesting at 1.25. You know, like I said, this team, they struggle. They're 26 in DVOA against the pass. So, you know, I think this is a really good spot for Kirk Cousins. I wish, you know, when I was looking at it earlier, I was kind of hoping that his multiplier was going to be a little bit higher, but um, I, I think it's high enough. This game's in Minnesota. The only the only thing here is, like, can Detroit keep this game close enough that Cousins has a big game? So I think that if you're playing him in tournaments, you know, you're potentially looking at running it back um, with, like, Galladay or somebody that just maybe has a little bit of upside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the problem with, it, with using him in tournaments for me is going to be Diggs being on. I am 1.1 multiplier. So I, 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 I see the appeal of Cousins. Whether I end up going there on many lineups at all is still up in the air because he can't have a big enough game and Diggs can have a big enough game to pay off of, even at a 1.1x multiplier. But for the most part, I'm crossing these guys off. Where I have more interest is going to be between the 1.3 and 1.5x range here. We got guys like Kyler Murray not in a great spot, Baker Mayfield in a good spot, Matt Ryan, not in a great spot. But then we start to get this better range. we got Drew Brees, always has upside, even against a tough uh, San Francisco team. Tannehill going up against the pass funnel in Oakland. Tannehill's had some big games. Watson, tough matchup, but can absolutely crush that. We're getting a big enough multiplier where I think he's in play. Darnold against Miami. We have Brissett going up against Tampa Bay with high multipliers on all his guys. Uh, Kyle Allen going up against Atlanta. Fitzmagic going up against the pass funnel. Like this 1.3 to 1.5 range is where I'm really, really liking things. What guys stand out to you here? Yeah, you you mentioned a lot of them. Um, Brissett, Fitzpatrick. Um, Tannehill's just been absolutely crushing. So, you know, I, I think Ryan Tannehill, you know, if you go back and you listen to the morning grind, like 
a month ago when Tannehill was about to start. I, I told everybody, don't sleep on him. He never had a really fair shot in Miami by, you know, hurt different GMs, different head coaches, different offensive coordinators. Like, you never had really a fair shot. So, you know, when we're looking at this multiplier, 1.35, I think Tannehill is definitely in play here against Oakland. I think he could put up 30-plus with the multiplier. Um, but I, I like the I like the 1.4 on Brissett. I like the 1.45 on Allen. And like you said, I really like the 1.5 on Fitzpatrick. But for cash games, I know he hasn't been great this year. Tom Brady at 1.5x going up against Kansas City. You know, I, I have a hard time not playing Brady, getting the 1.5. I know he hasn't had, like, these monster games this year, but this game's against Kansas City. This is going to be a really high-scoring game. Threw the ball 47 times last week against Houston. Um, so, like, Brady is a guy that can put up 20 alone, and, and then you get the 1.5, you're looking at 30. So, um, I like Brady a lot. He's probably likely going to be my cash game guy um, unless something else like really pops off the charts for me. Yeah, it's a little bit of an interesting spot here. He's going up against Kansas City, obviously going to be a high-scoring game. Kansas City has been very susceptible to the run so far this season, has been pretty good versus quarterbacks, but it's mostly because of their very good pass rush. So Brady, a guy that can get the ball out very easily, very quickly, Um going to be seeing a whole bunch of dump offs. It's a great way to correlate him with like guys like James White, guys like Edelman. So I really like that call. I am just a little bit worried about Sony uh, stealing some touchdowns here. So if I do end up playing a lot of Brady, I'm almost guaranteed to have some lineups with Sony in there, just assuming that it's possible. He, they just run the ball over and over again, the entire game. So it's not, there's a wide variety of range of outcomes. Anytime that we have Bill Belichick coaching a game, but this is definitely sets up as a great spot for Brady. What about after the 1.5 range? Uh, we got Blah, who had going up against Minnesota, not an easy matchup, but he's a guy that actually put up a decent amount of points here. Minchu finally back in the rotation. I love Fools, but gosh, I love Uncle Rico here. 1.55x going up against the Chargers, who have given up a decent amount of points in a lot of different matchups here. Dalton, we know we can put up a big game. Mason Rudolph, massive multiplier. And then one of my favorite guys, quite possibly my favorite guy in this range and possibly on the entire slate is Drew Locke. I know that he didn't really do too much last week. I get that. Doesn't really matter to me. He's going to probably have to throw the ball a decent amount more here going up against Houston. He's a guy with a 1.75x multiplier. We can pair him with Sutton. We can pair him with Fane. We saw they love throwing to both of them, and he didn't really need to do too much in this last game, considering they kind of got out to an early lead, and so they wanted to alleviate him having to do too much against the Chargers there, and they ended up running the ball a decent amount. I have a lot of interest in Drew Locke. Am I a crazy person? No, um, they're going to be playing from behind, right? Like that, that's something that you're kind of betting on here. Um, you know, he threw the ball 28 times last week, put up 13.86. Um, you know, the matchup's a little bit better here. He had two touchdowns, like, you know, and ran the ball a little bit. So, like, if we're looking at tournament quarterbacks, like, he has to be in consideration just because he has a 1.75 multiplier. And, you know, is it going to be Rudolph or is it going to be Hodges? Um you know, I don't, I haven't seen who um, Pittsburgh is going to start yet. So if it's Rudolph, I have some interest just because he's at 1.6. Hodges, I like, mean, Hodges at 1.5 is pretty much the same. It's going up against Arizona. Like, I don't have a draft stick differentiator between those two. Well, I like Fitzmagic more than I like Hodges. 
Like I just uh, it's because he's the greatest QB of all time, and he he's very handsome like us with that great beard. Yeah, like Pittsburgh's just going to try to – they're playing at a really, really slow pace right now. They're running the ball a ton. They're not playing a ton of plays per game right now. So, like, I just – Fitzmagic is much – like, just a better play in my opinion. But, yeah, like, you mentioned Minshew. Derek Carr is, is somewhat interesting here. But I'm with you on Locke. I prefer Locke here uh, over, like, Haskins or somebody. So – and, like, this range just sinks. Like, you're you're just taking shots here – because of the multipliers and, and hoping you get a two touchdown game and no other quarterback really like destroys it. But, you know, Houston's allowing the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks and the second most over the last four weeks. So I think Drew Locke is worth consideration here. Um, you know, just getting this massive multiplier. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. We're going to lock in Brady right now at QB for cash uh, just to start things off. And then we'll, we were running back here. It was really interesting last week. I was surprised to see this with the high multipliers on all the running backs. McCaffrey got 50% ownership in their big tournaments at a 1x multiplier. We all saw how that turned out. 10 points did not nearly pay off the value. It would make more sense if it was a full point PBR site. But uh, 1x, like he's still in play, but is he that viable for tournaments where we can get so much other upside? You can never go wrong playing Christian McCaffrey. We've been playing pass-catching running backs against Atlanta for years. Um, they haven't given know. up too many targets to pass-catching running backs. Like, I looked into this quite a bit. The reason why they're giving up so many is because they had a few injuries in the linebacking core. And one of the guys they ended up getting dropped, I think, week eight was the last year, uh, could not cover a running back. Like we say that, and Christian McCaffrey, he's getting a massive, massive target share, but I'm not sure we should go under the assumption that they're going to give up, like that they're just that much worse. So 13, 8, 15 targets in the last three weeks, we can expect close to the same, but Atlanta like really is not as bad versus pass catching running backs as they used to be. It's more of just a brand that they have now more than it is actuality. Christian McCaffrey had 11 catches on 15 targets for 121 yards three weeks ago against Atlanta. So, like, the upside for Christian McCaffrey, he's not your typical running back either. Like, he he makes any pass-catching running back defense look funny. So, like, I, I hear you. But, like, the upside is still there. I don't hate him at 1X. I don't think he's the worst play. I think that like he he's definitely somebody that's interesting, but like I I like some of the multipliers we're getting on some of these guys in like the one point five range. Um, like I struggle with Kamara this weekend. Like if I had to pick somebody right now, like you know Derek Henry is probably my favorite up towards the top here. Or, or uh, he's he's up. crushing me on a weekly basis. I keep going slightly underweight, and two weeks ago on Super Draft, I pivoted off him in the wrong lineup, and. It ended up costing me the what fifteen grand up top. That was a rough one, but uh, yeah, one point three. Like I'm just willing to buy into this. You get a hundred yard multiplier over on uh, fit or over on Super Draft, and he's just been doing it week in, week out, every single week. Gets a match versus Oakland. It's been worse versus the run in the latter half of the season. I'm right there with you. Yeah, outside of that though, like if we're going down a little bit, like you know, Aaron Jones going up against Washington. I know he keeps breaking our heart, and Jamal Williams and him are kind of splitting. Melvin Gordon up against Jacksonville. You know, Jacksonville run defense has been absolutely um, terrible this season. It's something that we've picked on a lot. 
So I think that obviously like this is a really good spot for like Melvin Gordon at 1.55 X. Um, you know, those are the guys that are really standing out to me, you know, Lev Bell against Miami. It's anybody against Miami at this point is in play. Like Lev Bell just continues to let me down every week that I go way overweight on him. It seems like, you know, he, he doesn't get the attempts and he doesn't, you know, run the ball as much or is not involved in the passing game. Like, it's just the Jets are our are, are team that is just so hard to figure out this season when really they shouldn't be, you know, they should be using their key pieces and they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Love Bell is definitely a guy that disappointed me. We didn't really mention for net at all. 1.45 going up against the Chargers. Uh guy that has the entirety of the workload. Good matchup. Minshew's back in, which should be given a boost. Heavily involved in the receiving game. Granted, that was more Tannehill, but we look at earlier on this season, he was still getting six, seven, eight targets most games. He hasn't had a massive breakout game outside of that one versus Tennessee, and it's because look at these rushing touchdown numbers. Zero, two, zero, 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 one, zero, 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 zero. Like, he's due for some positive touchdown regression. Charges is a perfect spot for to go there. Fournette's probably my favorite or second favorite play. My favorite play is is Melvin Gordon. Like people are still down on him after what happened right when he came back. He's been heavily involved in the offense. 20, 14, 22, 20 rushing attempts in the last four weeks. Going up against Jacksonville, who has allowed the most yards per carry in the entire league uh, to opposing offenses. He's involved in the receiving game, and people forget how big his touchdown equity can be. They have not scored a whole lot in recent weeks, 20, 17, 24, and 26. And the ones where they did score over 20, he got one rushing touchdown and two rushing touchdowns. Melvin Gordon is my favorite play on every single site this weekend. Yeah, and he was one rushing yard last week away from getting the bonus. Um, so uh, he's just – he's looked better. You know, his, his you know yards per carry have gone up every single week um, since coming back. He just – he has that explosiveness. We're getting – we're getting mid-season Melvin Gordon, you know, now in week 14 because of everything that happened in the beginning of the year. So, like, Melvin Gordon, I, I like this spot a lot for him. Um, I- I'm right there with you. Like, he's a cash game play for me on Super Draft, getting these multipliers. And he's one of my favorite running back plays just in general on this slate. So, I- I'm right there with you on Melvin Gordon. Um, I-, I completely understand the love. Um, it just really depends on like what you want to do with your RB two and your, your flex play, because like you're getting some really good multipliers on guys. If you're willing to take some chances here. Yeah. So who are you looking at in the one point above 1.5 K range? And we've got cream hunt. It's being heavily involved in that offense. Now getting really involved in the receiving game, going up against the worst run defense in the league where Chubb is slowly getting not phased out entirely, but it's slowly becoming a running back by committee. Although they are in, a lot on the same plays. Um, I think Hunt has a 60% workload share and Chubb had, or 65 and Chubb has a 55%. So they're in on about 15% of the plays together. And then we look at other guys, Kenyon Drake. It's a little bit more diluted of an offense with Edmonds back and with DJ actually getting slightly involved. We got Lindsay just in case they do decide to run the ball a lot again. Singletary, not in an easy matchup, but 1.7x multiplier. James White, Sony Michelle, both guys we mentioned. Freeman, the workhorse in that offense. Where are you looking at in the 1.7 range and above? Yeah, like I, I love 
um, one of the New England running backs. Like if I'm playing Brady, I I, I don't mind pairing him with a running back. Uh, you got White at 1.7. If this is going to be a high scoring game, we know James White is a guy that if New England gets down, he's going to get the workload. You know, he's pretty much a receiver that you're getting at 1.7 X here. That's going to get some carries as well. So he had 14 rushing attempts last week on top of 11 targets. So like James White is probably my favorite. But, like, in tournaments here, like, I think you have to look at Devontae Freeman. You know, he he came back last week. He had 17 carries. He's facing Carolina, who's allowing the second-most fantasy points. They're ranked 32nd in DVOA against the run. I hate playing Devontae Freeman, but this is a spot that, like, I think he's really interesting for tournaments. Getting 1.7, finds the end zone, adds 80 yards. Like, you know, he, he's on his way. So, um, outside of that, like – I don't really trust the running back situation with Pittsburgh at this point. You know, if Connor's out again, I think you look towards Benny Snell on this site because you're not getting the points per reception. You're getting half a point. So, um, yeah, and Drake and Hunt are fine. You mentioned both of those guys. Like, going down a little bit, like, you know, Darius Geis, like, he looked really good last week. Um, only got 10 carries, though, and still not playing a ton of snaps. But Washington wants to run the football. And you can you can run the football against Green Bay. They're 28th in DVOA against the run. They've been a little bit better recently, but you know it's just in tournaments. I don't hate it. He's going to need a touchdown because they're not like I think Peterson and Geis ran a combined like eight um, routes last week through all the snaps that they played. So they're gonna they're gonna get maybe one or two, maybe three targets, but it, it's gonna have to be on the ground and. You know, it's very, very risky, but you're, you know, you're getting that risk at 1.75. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that call a lot. I hadn't really thought about him too much, but you're definitely right there. What about one guy with a 2x multiplier? You know where I'm going to go here? One guy with a 2x multiplier. Um, The most popular guy in fantasy in DFS right now. Running back for the Miami Dolphins. Oh, gosh. I don't play a running back for Miami. There you go. That, that's uh, what happened. You should when it's Patrick Laird getting a 2x multiplier and he's heavily involved in the receiving game. Going up against the Jets that are good against the run. Very good Hold against on. the run. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Tell me why not to play him. <laughs> he plays for Miami. Um, that's, a guy that got 15.8 points last week? Yeah, he had a, he had a touchdown, didn't he? Yeah, he also had 43 receiving yards and four receptions. He's going to be involved in the receiving game. I've got some interesting yards. Hold on. 43 yards and, and four catches is 6.3 points, which is 12.6 at 2x multiplier. Against one of the best run defenses in football. Yeah, but he's Patrick Laird. Yeah. Grant, I really hope it works out for you. <laughs> Really hope it works out for everyone playing him across all sites because they should be. Um, but we're going to go ahead and throw uh, – you good with Gordon and Fournette in here? I think they're my two favorite options. Um, I like Gordon. I don't love Fournette, but that's fine. Well, who would you rather go, Henry? I think I'd rather go Henry. I think you're getting the 100-yard rushing bonus against Oakland and potentially two touchdowns. All right, Henry is in, and now we go to wide receiver here. Let's start off with Michael Thomas. Not an easy matchup for going up against the 49ers. Disappointed us for the first time pretty much 
all season long last week on Thanksgiving where I had a bunch of them and he crushed my soul. Uh, but one X multiplier, is he the guy you're looking at or are we going higher? I don't play people against San Francisco. I think that defense is absolutely legit. I I struggle who to like on the Saints. Like I kind of like the 49ers defense this week. So um, I don't really like Michael Thomas this week. I I don't mind like Tyreek Hill. I don't, but like if I'm paying up this week, like I have a really tough time not liking like Diggs or Adams. Just Adams is just going to get every target that, you know, Aaron Rodgers throws. So like Adams is just a guy, double digit target targets every week that I just, if I'm going to, if I'm going to pay up, I think it's him, but like, I don't know. The multipliers for wide receiver when I was looking at it earlier are really, really interesting this week. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't think I'm going with anyone under probably 1.25. Like Julio Jones, 1.15, it's fine, but it's not an easy matchup. Diggs, good matchup. I'm only playing him if I'm pairing him with Cousins. Hopkins, not a great matchup. Adams would be the guy I would look at. Hill, tough matchup. Thomas, tough matchup. So, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you on that. What about from the 1.25 to, let's say, 1.4 range? We see a lot of guys here. I mean, we've obviously got Godwin or Evans. They have been disappointing occasionally recently, but still guys with massive upside. Edelman, like we said, it's going to be a pass volume game for Tom Brady. Edelman could be the biggest beneficiary of it and potentially could be one of the highest scoring wide receivers on the slate. He hasn't had less than 10 in a long time is circling right around the 20 range in most matchups. This is going to be a high high scoring game here. So he's a guy that we can look at. Parker has been fantastic against the past funnel. Ridley, if Julio is still a little bit injured here, more massive volume against Atlanta. Who are you looking at in this range? Yeah, when you when you look at it like the teams that allow the most fantasy points to wide receivers are Tampa, which the Colts, it's really trust. It's really hard to trust any of those guys. Maybe you play Pasco, but you're, we're really probably going to be looking at Jack Doyle when we get tight end. But the Eagles, so, they play on. They play on. Monday I want to talk about Indy for real, uh, real quick. If Hilton plays one point four, like, are we using him against Tampa? I think we have to because he has the highest yes. upside on the slate. Um, yes. If he's not playing, we got Pascal at one point six, and Marcus Johnson at one point nine five. Guy got six targets last week. Everyone's injured. Like Marcus Johnson, if Hilton is out, could smash in this spot here. Yep. Oh, oh excuse me. Yeah, like Tampa's been really good against the tight end this season. So, like, getting Have off they? the jack. They've been really good against the tight end recently. Sorry. Um, there we go. Yeah, this season they've given up a very high volume of targets. Ever, ever since they released Hargraves – um, they are allowing like the third fewest fantasy points to tight ends. So, um, I think it's the last four or five weeks. Um, so yeah, I, I think Doyle is obviously very good, but I love the Marcus Johnson call. I know we haven't gotten to that like multiplier yet. I like Pascal. I like Johnson. Like we know what Tampa is. They're a funnel defense. I know Marlon Mack is expected to play, but I, I think like Brissett to these high multiplier receivers are, are definitely something that you're looking at here, uh, for tournaments, but. You know, what I was trying to say is, like, all the juicy matchups for wide receivers this week are are not really, like, guys that we typically play. So, like, it's interesting because, like, obviously, like, New Orleans, they allow a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers. We don't really love the 49ers receivers. 
Arizona allows a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers. If Juju doesn't play, do we really love any of the Pittsburgh guys? Like the Falcons, um, you know, Carolina allows a ton of fantasy points. You know, if Julio doesn't play, Calvin Ridley becomes like a staple type play at 1.3, even though it's kind of a tough matchup. But, you know, even like Minnesota, they're allowing a lot. So maybe Galladay at 1.25. I agree with you on Godwin and Evans, one of those two guys. But like if I'm looking in this range for like a cash game play, it's probably Edelman or Devontae Parker and things that we never would have said at the beginning of the season where Devontae Parker was a cash game play, but Fitzpatrick is just absolutely locked into Devontae Parker. He's been fantastic recently. Um, you know, double digit fantasy points in four of the last five games. And like, he's coming off of like two or three really big games in a row. So it's hard not to like Devontae, but, if we're playing Brady, I, I think Edelman is definitely – I hate – I don't love to pair in cash games, but if we're not taking advantage of the New England running backs multipliers, I think we got to take advantage of Edelman. Yeah, right there with you. Other guys I think we can look at is Keenan Allen going up against Jacksonville. Not the best matchup, but not the worst. He seems to be getting a decent amount of volume. Been involved in the red zone, 15 and 17 points the last two weeks. Baby Shark with Minshew back in the lineup. Shark hasn't been great with uh, BDN, but – he is very good with Minshew, and it's not a terrible matchup going up against the Chargers. Yes, Hayward's a very good cornerback, uh, but he just gave up two touchdowns to Sutton last week, so they can be exploited a little bit. John Brown probably not going there. Already mentioned Hilton. OBJ potentially versus Cincinnati is not the worst idea in the world, but outside of that, like I'm, I'm going more in the higher range. Like, What are the big multiplier guys we're looking at? Um, Christian Kirk, 1.6, not the greatest matchup, but like we know his up his upside. Um, McLaurin is 1.6. We know his upside. You mentioned Pascal already. He's probably one of my favorites in this range. If you want a tournament play, I think Debo Samuel is an interesting tournament play. Like I said, uh, New Orleans allowing the third most fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers when we're looking at you know schedule adjusted fantasy points anyway. So, um, you know. Outside of that, like, I know New England is really good at taking away guys. If you think that New England is going to try to take away, like, Kelsey or Hill, Sammy Watkins has a 1.7 multiplier. So, he he's kind of an Not interesting again. Kind of I know. Uh, you know, you don't love it, but, you know, uh, I think he's, he's interesting. Taking a shot on one of the Tennessee wide receivers, like, if you're not playing Derrick Henry in tournaments um, and you like Tannehill, so, like, taking a shot on – Corey Davis, who's 1.95, Brown, who's 1.65, and um, Hump Day, who's 1.8. Like, those guys are kind of interesting for tournaments, but, you, you know. Call it, Hump Day? Hump Day? Humphreys, Hump Day. Yeah, I call him Hump Dog. Don't know why. Yeah, but, like, you know, I probably would play A.J. Brown out of the group. He seems to be getting a little bit more targets than everybody else, but, like, you can't trust any of those guys. They're, they're just large field tournament plays. Like, if you're trying to – take down the 50 K red zone. Um, I, I think that first you got to like, and subscribe the rotor grinders, YouTube page and comment. And then next you got to, you know, maybe take a shot, like take a shot on a guy like AJ Brown. Yeah, guys, don't forget to like, and subscribe. One guy that I really have some interest in the 1.7 K range is Mike Williams. Um, do you know how many touchdowns he has on the season? Zero. We talked about it last Wednesday. Yeah. We talk about it every week because that shouldn't be happening. Uh, still end up. He's gonna have a two touchdown or a three touchdown game eventually, and like he's gonna have a slate breaking game, and it's gonna be this week. 
one point. A really good game last week too. Yeah, 117 yards going up against Jacksonville is a good spot here. Um, who knows? Maybe Terod comes in instead of Phil. Maybe they finally bench him. Who knows? But I really like him at the 1.7 X range. And then uh, Chris Conley, guy that had a little bit of a rough week last week, but still getting seven, eight, nine targets. Had a decent connection with Foles. I think it still continues uh, with Minshew back in the lineup here. He's a guy that I can definitely end up looking at, at especially if I'm not using Shark and like the pass has got to go somewhere. So those are the guys I'm looking at. Anyone else we forgot? I don't see anyone that like outside of maybe Demarius Thomas at 1.95x multiplier. And we've already talked about Marcus Johnson, maybe Corey Davis at a 1.95x multiplier. Obviously been trash, but that that offense is just rolling here. Uh, anyone else I forgot, or do you want to just throw in uh, some other guys into our build? Yeah, I was pulling something up really quick. Um Hold on one second. But, yeah, like, you know, this range, like I said, like, the range is really interesting this week. Like, I think one guy that we probably should have mentioned, like, is Emmanuel Sanders. Like, he hasn't been great. He's been banged up a little bit. But the 49ers can't catch. So, like, I think Manny Sanders is a guy that you could potentially look at. But, like, you're probably likely going to play Kittle. Um, but I don't know on Super Draft if you're going to play Kittle. So uh, I think, like, obviously you're looking at that. Um, you know, none of the Saints wide receivers stand out to me, but, like, Ted Ginn and Smith are 1.8 and one point or and 2x. Like, if you want to take a shot there and not take a shot on Jared Cook, like, I get it. But I'm not really seeing much in this, like, high multiplier range that, you know, is standing out to me that is even worth looking at here. Like, I know – Last week, you know, Kenny Stills caught a touchdown, but, like, it's just – I don't even like that. It's just – it's tough. Like, I, I feel like you're going to live in that, like, 1.5 range. Um, Alan Hearns is, I guess, probably my favorite high multiplier guy at 1.8, but I don't even trust him. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to throw a bunch. Play Mike Williams. That, like, that's yeah. what you do. Yeah, boom. I'm throwing Mike Williams in in cash. Like, he's still getting high – Volume 1.7x, and then I'm throwing Devontae Parker in. We'll move on to tight end here. We'll leave the flex up with the cash game line. If you guys can figure it out, but probably a decent X multiplier. Or McCaffrey in the flex is probably the best idea. Looking at tight end, we got Kelsey in a tough matchup versus New England. We got Kittle in a not great but not terrible matchup versus New Orleans. Andrews is Andrews. Waller has not been the same. Henry, not a bad matchup versus Jacksonville. Are we looking at any of these guys in the 1 to 1.3x range for cash? Are we looking at them? Sure. Like you, you can look at playing Kelsey or Kittle if you just want to like in, in cash games, it's all about floor, right? Like, yeah, you know, you could easily beat those guys with a, with a touchdown from one of these multiplier guys, but more than likely Kittle and Kelsey are going to be your highest scoring raw points guys before multipliers. So I think like you have to look at those guys, but I think outside of that, like, Vance McDonald's a little interesting. Um, a little? Be- Have you heard about tight ends versus the Cardinals? <laughs> oh, Without looking, how many targets do you think Vance McDonald's has over the last four games? Over the last four games, uh, nine. Thirteen. So that's the only thing like I'm concerned with. I like him more if Juju doesn't play, and it doesn't sound like Juju's going to play. So 
Um, I don't hate that. The other guy that I like here is Jimmy Graham. Like Washington is second or second last, thirty first in DVOA against tight ends this season. So I think a guy like Jimmy Graham is kind of sneaky here, just because he has a one point five. He has been absolutely terrible. Nobody wants to play him, but like I, I could see him getting a touchdown here, a random touchdown out of nowhere that nobody was really expecting. And if you're if you have interest in playing. Um, Cousins, I think you have to look at Kyle Rudolph because Diggs, like you said, doesn't have a big multiplier. And Detroit ranks 30th in DVOA against tight ends. So I think he's another guy you're looking at. But, you know, your cash game guy is Jack Doyle. Like, let's not hide the obvious truth here. Yeah, I think it's Doyle. Um, Guys that we forgot uh, probably or didn't really mention, yes, Vance McDonald. Jared Cook's not a terrible play, but – you get into the higher multipliers. Noah Fan, guy that dropped a touchdown, ended up with one point last week. But Locke's probably going to rely on him heavily. Uh, I think he has some upside there at one point six five. Gasecki getting tossed to a whole bunch by uh, Fitzmagic, six 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 seven seven in the last five weeks. Target totals. Getting involved in the red zone has the yardage upside at one point six five exit multiplier massive, massive upside outside of them. Like I'm not really seeing a whole lot of guys that I want to play. Um, OJ Howard is the one potential Indy gives up a high volume of targets to opposing tight ends. OJ Howard has crushed our hopes and dreams so many times before, and he's getting a good matchup here and just had six targets last week. OJ Howard has crushed us, but 1.9 X, like the upside there is massive, even though Aaron's Arians doesn't want to throw to him. Like, I have some interest in O.J. Howard. Am I crazy? Nope. All right. Well, we're going to throw Jack Doyle in, and that's pretty much it for cash game lineup. Uh, we've got about 10 minutes left. Do you want to do NBA, or do, should we just look at the showdown slate, look at last week's uh, red zone uh, GBP and see who won it? What do you want to do? Uh, we could do Thursday showdown slate. That's fun. Thursday showdown it is. We, we can't do basketball in 10 minutes with a 10-game slate, so – yeah, guys, and I'll, I'll be on doing some basketball and grinders live in an hour and a half. So um, let's look at the showdown slate here. Looking at the captain spot, we got Prescott sitting there at 1.5x multiplier. Trubisky sitting there at a 2.55x multiplier for the captain spot. I think both those guys are in play. Who are you? Even Montgomery at 1.3 is probably one of the best plays. Who are you looking at for your captain spot? It's hard not to like Dak. You know, if you're just looking for floor, um, I think he's probably going to be the guy that I end up playing here. But Montgomery scores a touchdown. It's 18 points. Like, it's hard to, you know, not like that, too. But the thing about it is, like, with Montgomery, he's still getting 2x outside the captain spot. So, like, he's still a good play outside the captain spot. Dak, on the other hand, or even Zeke, like – they're not great plays once you take them out of the captain spot because they're not getting those high multipliers. So I tend to play a quarterback in my captain spot on super draft. And I probably will end up playing Dak. I don't hate Trubisky at 2.55, depending on how you think this game's going to go. If you think this game's going to be low scoring, like, you know, you could potentially go down and, Take a shot on one of the kickers, but both of these kickers have been very inconsistent this season. But you're getting four X. So. Chicago kicker being inconsistent, never heard of that. Right? 
you know, you're getting uh, on a normal field goal, you're getting 12 points. So if he kicks two, three, four field goals, like I could see a captain kicker on a low scoring game workout. Yeah. I think that's more of a GPP play for cash. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going Trubisky over deck uh, just because I like the much higher multiplier. He had a decent game last week. I know he's trash, but Dallas, I think, is overrated. I'm going to throw Trubisky in there, and then I'm throwing Montgomery in, just locking up the entirety of the Chicago offense. Who are we going in after that for a cash game build? Do we want to throw Dak in at 1x multiplier? Do we want to throw Zeke in at 1.1? Cooper at a 1.5 in a tough matchup? Robinson at a decent multiplier when he's getting the volume. Who else are we looking at? Do we want to throw in some kickers? I think you, if you're playing cash games, you're taking the floor of Dak. Like he's just, you know, he's a guy that is probably going to be such so highly owned. It's probably one of those things where, in cash games on Super Draft, having Dak in your lineup is more of just like a block than anything else. Um, you know, outside of that, I, I like to attack Kyle Fuller, and I think Amari Cooper, if I remember correctly, is going to see a lot of Fuller. So, like going Dak and Cooper instead of Elliott and taking the multiplier is probably something that I would do here. And with my final spot, I would probably end up on maybe like a Jason Witten or somebody that I feel like could potentially get a touchdown or one of the kickers um, is probably how I would do my build here. Yeah, I think Witten's probably the best one. Chicago been good versus wide receivers, so they kind of funnel targets to opposing tight ends. Witten should see large volume. I don't think he racks up the yards. I think he probably ends up with 30 to 40, but I can see potential – Game like we saw in Detroit where five receptions, 33 yards, possibly a touchdown. So I like the Witten call. He's who I'm going to throw in there. Uh, that's kind of the cash game build. Let's build a tournament build real quick here. Starting at the captain spot, let's get some massive upside here and go with Montgomery, kind of play the Chicago's ahead game, which we've seen random times before. Their defense can get a pick six. Montgomery can get a touchdown or two. I'm throwing Montgomery in there for that massive upside. If he has a two-touchdown game, that's 32 points plus the yards there. Throwing him in, who do we want to bring it back with, get some upside on the Dallas side? Do we want to throw Dak and pair him with Gallup and Cooper, hoping that he's throwing the ball a whole lot? Or do we want to go Dak and pair him with like Cooper and Witten or just go with Zeke? Uh, first of all, I'm I'm super excited about the alert that I just got. Dylan Bundy to the Angels finally getting a, a semi semi pitch. Thank you. Gosh, I was hoping um, he'd go to Oakland or San Fran. That would have been beautiful. But yeah, you know what? Gosh, baseball. I miss you already. Um, I like the I like the idea of playing Montgomery and the captain with Dak Cooper and Gallup um, as your potential run back type of stack and. You know, maybe finishing it off with, you know, I hate to say it, but maybe like the kicker for Chicago, Panero. He's been terrible, but if if you're running it back, like you, you just want him to hit like three field goals here at 2.65. Yeah, I mean, it's being played in Chicago, which makes it a little bit tougher there. Obviously, the wind can be a bit of a factor outside, but yeah, still like. You can, you can go get like. Few- you could go like Cohen or Miller too. I, I think Taylor Gabriel's already ruled out, right? And Trey Burton's out. So like, you know, you you could go with Cohen or Miller. You know, with with Gabriel already ruled out, and uh, you know we saw Miller. He has you know at least nine targets in three straight games. So like, he's a guy that you could potentially play in your captain spot too, who we didn't really talk about. Yeah, I don't mind that. I'm leaving Montgomery in, and I'm throwing Miller in there, hoping that's not really too much of a Trubisky game. We get. 
the pivotal parts of the Chicago offense, the main passing attack of the Dallas offense there. And I think we built a pretty darn good GBP team here. Um, we got about four minutes left, guys. Go ahead and throw any questions in the question comment section, and we'll try and get to them. Let's look at uh, the last week and just kind of review the winning lineup if if it ever opens up. Well, we did have a question. They asked if I play if we play quarterbacks in the captain spot on DraftKings on on showdowns and in cash games. I typically do. It really just depends. Yeah, yeah. Cash games. It's kind of in most spots. It's the right thing to do. You get a decent amount of upside. Uh, So, looking at the top winning lineup last week. They had Sanders, and they had Wentz, and they had Jeffrey. They pretty much had the entirety of the Philly offense, something I was really high on. What surprises me is he doesn't really have any Rams guys, and he has McCaffrey in there. So McCaffrey get 50.3% ownership, and he just didn't really do too, a whole lot. But the other guys that were high-owned, uh, Fournette didn't have a great game. Bell, 34%, didn't have a great game. Rounds it out with guys like Parker, which was pretty much a necessity, low ownership, and went up for 50 points with his multiplier. Boyd had a decent game. Higby, what I thought would be ultra chalk, ended up only beating 15% at a 1.9x multiplier. He was, low, 20... he was really low in cash games, too, over on Super Draft this past weekend. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Higby was the best play on the board. And then main thing, five under 5% on Derrick Henry. Are we going to get that again this week, or have people learned their lesson? I think he continues to be alone, like, he, every week, like, Low owned every week. Like you can get low owned guys here um, every week. Like my main team scored two hundred points, and like I I had a really good day in cash. Like obviously it wasn't even close in tournaments, but like and that team had you know Ronald Jones on it. So like you know you can get you can get a dud or two as long as you hit on everything else. Like I played Devonte Parker, I played Higby. Like I had some of these guys. In, in, on my main team, Alshon Jeffrey, like, so like you, you can get there, you know, but having like a guy that doesn't do as well too. Yeah. My main team, I ended up getting eighth and ninth. My main team was just kind of an onslaught of Rams with Goff, Woods and Higby um, combining for over a hundred points, 115 points. So like they were kind of what did it. And then what did me in was Le'Veon Bell there. Keep trusting him every single week. Keeps destroying me. Going to destroy me again this week. Had a beautiful matchup versus Cincinnati. <laughs> every week. Ended up with 13 points. He gets 21, and I win. Like, if he gets – if he just gets a touchdown there, I win by five. Just absolutely crushed my soul. Um, everything else was near perfect. I, it's just disappointing. Um, but that's basically the end of the show. Any last-minute thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, like, subscribe, comment on the YouTube page over there at Rotor Grinders on YouTube, and tell us what you're looking at this week. Um, you know, I'll try. I'll try to comment probably on like Friday or something. Um, catch up on the comments. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting week. Uh, I'm ready for it. Um, like, I, I just know Melvin Gordon is going to somehow let me down because I know I'm going to be way overweight on him this week. He will not let you down. He will be the highest scoring player. Or high scoring running back at least on super draft with that multiplier. He crushes some random wide receiver will go off for a huge game, but he is going to destroy. But that should just about do it, guys. Thanks for watching. 
We'll be back again next week and the week after, like we are every single week, because me and Stevie know what we're doing here. It's been fun. Thanks for joining me, Stevie. We're out of here. See you, kids.